All right, everybody, uh, we're going to go ahead and get started uh, with our, our portion of proclamations being presented by parish president and council members. Uh, so if everybody quiet down and we can get started, uh, I'd like to recognize our parish president, Ms. Cynthia Lee Shang. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I'd like to call Mr. Todd Wackerman up with me. Um, we are very blessed to have this gentleman here who... Um, was a teacher and really, uh, Mr. Wackerman has just really broadened his reach to other teachers and other students by creating the STEM Library Lab. And I'm going to let him explain, you know, more about how he came to be, um, how he came to be the creator and founder of the STEM Library Lab. But this is an incredible resource that we have in Jefferson Parish. We're very proud of his efforts. Um, and then, you know, the students and the teachers who are, are going to be able to learn um, STEM-based, you know, education, which is so critical. Uh, I'm happy to say both of my children are in the STEM field, um, but we know the exposure to that at a young age is what's so critical. Um, and, and so I'd like to read this proclamation. Whereas the STEM Library Lab was, fa was founded in 2016 by Todd Wackerman as a nonprofit organization to foster high-quality learning by providing teams and students with access to equipment and support to drive academic success. And whereas the STEM Library Lab serves 147 schools in the greater New Orleans area, including Jefferson Parish, providing classrooms with tools for successful science instruction, including everything from primate skulls to beakers to stopwatches and rock collections. And whereas the STEM Library Lab received a donation from the Joe W. and Dorothy Dorsett Brown Foundation, which allowed the organization to establish the STEM Ecosystem Hub, a new facility in Jefferson Parish. And whereas the STEM ecosystem hub will allow greater growth in Jefferson Parish and provide added space to display and store more equipment and supplies for teaching science, technology, engineering, and math throughout area schools. And whereas the STEM library is committed to racial and educational equity and employs a dedicated and thoughtful approach to learning, providing all children with the opportunity to discover their passion for STEM and pursue a brighter future. Now, therefore, I, Cynthia Lee Shang, president of Jefferson Parish, to hereby congratulate and commend Mr. Todd Wackerman and the STEM Library Lab on the grand opening of the STEM Ecosystem Hub. Thank you very much. Say something. Thank you, President uh, Cynthia Lee Shang, and good morning, Council. Thank you so much for this honor. I'm really excited to be here and to be moving our STEM Ecosystem Hub and our work to, uh, to Metairie and to Jefferson Parish. We started out as a nonprofit that lends science equipment to teachers to make sure that they have the resources they need to be successful in their classroom. And we are moving with this, this growth to the STEM ecosystem hub to becoming a nonprofit that connects teachers with all of the resources in the community. So the premise of our ecosystem hub is to bring together teachers with the nonprofits, the businesses, the universities, the museums that offer resources to teachers to make sure that everyone is able to connect and partner to be their best selves. So it's, it's really a great honor to be here. I'm so excited for our business to have moved to Jefferson Parish. Um, and thank you so much. Thank you. Council members, would you want to come take a picture? Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. 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 Th
The next proclamation is very, very special to me and I would say to my family and our, our memory of, um, of some folks. Um, can I have the, the Perino family come up? Sal and Peter Perino, please. Um, you don't know, but we used to call you the Perino boys at the House of Lee, okay? Um, these are, this is members of the Perino family. You know them from where you get your garden supplies on Veterans Boulevard, which is an incredible and beautiful place that we all, um, we all shop there. Um, but I have a personal history with these gentlemen behind me because my grandfather opened the House of Lee restaurant on Veterans Boulevard when it was swampland in 1959. But before he made that bold entrepreneurial 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 move um, and you see the picture up there that we have we found some pictures um, that's around the time where my grandfather opened the house of lee but before we opened the house of lee perino's was already built across veterans boulevard so growing up at my family restaurant um, they were our neighbors across the across the boulevard you all would come in for to eat all the time to take to go food but their father and my grandfather were really the start of the Veterans Boulevard corridor. It was nothing like it was back then. I have pictures. It was literally all swampland. These two men started their business and really was the start of the Metairie Business Corridor and the, and the Veterans Boulevard corridor. So we go back a very long way. So unfortunately, they, re they recently lost their father, and I am very honored to present um, this proclamation Look, did you see that ad that we found? Yes. That's when it was a grocery store. Perino's was at first sold food items, right, before you moved to landscaping. So it is my honor to present you all with this proclamation in memory of your father. So whereas Salvador San Perino was born in New Orleans in 1924 to the late Peter Perino and Mary Maselli Perino and lived a remarkable and full life with his wife of 75 years, Magdalene Pivach Perino, his four children, nine grandchildren, and 12 great-grandchildren. And whereas the Great Depression forced Sam to become a man at an early age, during which he helped support his family, like many in his generation, by working at Higgins Shipyard in his teen years. And whereas after graduating from Forche High School, Sam entered the Navy Officers Candidate School to prepare for flight training. As a naval aviator, he flew over 150 carrier missions in the Pacific Theater and was decorated with the Distinguished Flying Cross, among other numerous accolades. And where shortly after World War II ended, he married the love of his life and lifelong business partner, Magdalena, and together they opened a grocery and produce market at the corner of Carrollton and Claiborne in New Orleans. And whereas in 1955, Sam opened a plant nursery on a then-remote section of Veterans Highway in Metairie, which eventually transitioned into Perino's Garden Center, a business that has greatly contributed to the development of the Veterans Boulevard Corridor and the overall beautification of Jefferson Parish. And whereas the rapid growth of the New Orleans area in the 1960s and 70s fueled the expansion of Perino's, culminating in the landscaping of the 1984 World's Fair. And whereas Sam belonged to several trade organizations over the years and was a lifetime member of the New Orleans Big Game Fishing Club, VFW, World War II Museum, and St. Anselm Church. Now, therefore, I, Cynthia Lee Shang, president of Jefferson Parish, do hereby recognize and honor the memory of Salvador Sam Perino for his outstanding accomplishments and contributions to our parish. Thank you. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
I just want to thank everybody and especially thank Cynthia for that. That's very moving. Um, one thing I do like to, would like to mention, though, you know, Cynthia's, Cynthia's father, I think, was very, very instrumental in, in how we have Jefferson Parish today. We can look at the, uh, the things that the sheriff did in uh, keeping things, you know, as they should be and not like what's happening on the other side of the Parish Canal. And uh, we really, you know, appreciate everything he's done. Jefferson Parish has been very good to us and good to our family. And I hope that, uh, and I hope that the parish, you know, the way it is will continue so we can all raise our families here and just do what we want to do, you know, and I think that's just very important. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. Council members, can you come take a picture, please? Ams could be upset because she was hoping it would be hard. <laughs> Madam President, that concludes your presentations. All right. At, at, at this time, I'd like to uh, call on Councilman Edwards with his proclamations. Do we have anyone here today from CASA or for the, from the Children's Advocacy Center? How are you today? Mr. Chairman, whereas the mission of court-appointed special advocates, CASA, Jefferson, Inc., is, is to break the cycle of child abuse and neglect through volunteers advocating for safe, nurturing, and permanent homes for foster children in our community, and whereas the mission of the, children's, the Jefferson Children's Advocacy Center, CAC, is to offer a compassionate, coordinated interagency approach to the investigation, treatment, and prevention of child victimization within Jefferson Parish through its multiple disciplinary team, MDT, collaboration of all law enforcement, child protection, uh, prosecutorial, medical, and mental health profession, professionals, and whereas more than 2,000 children in Jefferson Parish suffer from some form of abuse and neglect each year, and whereas the victory over child abuse and neglect will not be achieved without the support of the community and recognition of the importance of awareness raising to decrease incidents of abuse and support child abuse victims and their families, and whereas through a national effort during the month of April, 
Jefferson Parish community members are encouraged to join and raise awareness of those children fallen victims to abuse and neglect, and whereas we must work together to increase awareness about child abuse and continue to promote the social and emotional well-being of children and families for a safe, stable, nurturing environment, and whereas the council wishes to bring attention to the problem of child abuse in Jefferson Parish and to call upon all parish citizens, community groups, religious organizations, medical facilities, and businesses to increase their participation in efforts to prevent child abuse and neglect by declaring the month of April 2022 as Child Abuse Prevention Month in Jefferson Parish. Now, therefore, the Jefferson Parish Council, the governing authority of Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, hereby complain, uh, proclaims that April 222 shall be known as Child Abuse Prevention Month in Jefferson Parish. Mr. Chairman, on a personal note, I just uh, want to comment that in, in another life, when I was the first assistant district attorney, I had the pleasure of being involved in the creation of the Child Advocacy Center here in Jefferson Parish, and I cannot tell you the effect that the creation of that center uh, had then and continues to have, and Erica Dupape is here with us today, and she has done, done a marvelous job taking the, the Child Advocacy Center to another level. CASA also has just performed an incredible service for here in Jefferson Parish. We owe a debt of gratitude to all of the people that are involved with these two groups. Ms. Dupapay? I'm a little vertically challenged there, so thank you, Councilman, and good morning, Council. Thank you so much for uh, this proclamation and the recognition of Child Abuse Prevention Month. Proudly serving as the first Children's Advocacy Center in the state of Louisiana and the seventh in the country, the Jefferson Children's Advocacy Center has seen thousands of children that have walked up our steps and through our doors during their darkest of times. Not knowing what to expect or who to turn to after abuse, Children's Advocacy Centers are there to help support children that have been victimized in the most unconscionable of ways while providing services to help them navigate the extensive network of systems that are tasked with their well-being and safety while also working to eradicate child abuse from occurring in the first place. As Louisiana continues to rank 48th in the nation in overall child well-being, we know that the consequences of childhood trauma has lasting effects not only on the child but also on the community as well. Estimates continue to determine that Louisiana spends approximately $1.2 billion annually on the direct and indirect consequences of child abuse. Fortunately, children are incredibly resilient, and with the appropriate interventions, services, and support, they can and do heal. With the demand and need for our services steadily increasing, we cannot be more grateful to the support of this council for your support, more or less, of what we are doing and your unwavering um, belief in our work. The upcoming relocation to the Wright Avenue building will allow us to provide more services to children in need than ever before, services that can and do change lives. And although we don't always receive updates on how some of the kids that we have served are doing, one mother recently reached out to us, and I thought that I should share what she had to say. Her son had been, unfortunately, victim of sexual abuse at the hands of her, his biological father, and once it was discovered, he had already been traumatized in so many ways that he was beginning to act out 
um, in the home, in the school, in the community. She wrote to us, I felt I needed to send out a thank you. He's doing really well, and it's such an answer to prayer to see how far he's come. He's rocking this school year with all A's and great behavior. We've had no concerns from his teachers, only emails home to tell me how well he's doing. Responsible, organized, and disciplined with his work while still being funny, social, and hilarious with his friends. It shows that he's in such a healthier mental place. I had happy tears at his IEP meeting yesterday and felt I should share and say thank you. So today we will be pointing, or pardon me, planting pinwheels outside of the building to continue our awareness efforts, because with one child abused, that's one too many. And so again, on behalf of the children we have served and have yet to serve, thank you for your support of the Jefferson Children's Advocacy Center. Erica, if, if, I, if I could comment real fast. If I could comment real fast, I just want to personally say thank you for the hard work uh, that CASA and your organization does every day, okay? Uh, uh, you know, in 2005, my family became a foster parent family, duly certified in the state of Louisiana. You know, numbers when you hear that Jefferson Parish has roughly 2,000 young children at any time that need services uh, is staggering, but in the state of Louisiana, it's roughly a little bit more than 5,400 statewide that these children need help, need assistance, or abused or neglected. Uh, I have seen for firsthand the eyes of these children that have been affected by this. Uh, and, and your group and organization gives uh, a ray of hope, uh, some type of stability within their life. And uh, I don't want to say thank you personally. Would you join us for a photograph? Thank you, Councilman Edwards. At this time, I would like to call on Councilman Empastada. Uh, as any uh, as any good official knows, we're only as good as the people we surround ourselves with. And uh, I'm very proud to say that in the District 4 office, uh, I think we've done a great job in assembling an, a, an incredible team. And 
that sometimes comes with bringing new people in, but oftentimes it's identifying uh, talent, commitment, and dedication that's already there and being, will, uh, being willing to beg some of those people to stay on and help you look good. Within two weeks of um, being elected, we learned very quickly that uh, one of the backbones of that office was Annie Cardwell uh, in our office. And I can tell you uh, the constituents of District 4 have been well served for over 10 years uh, due to Annie's service. And uh, we are just so proud to say that she has stayed in our office and helped uh, helped clean up the mistakes that I make every day and uh, and help ma help make us look good. And I can promise you District 4 is a better place because of her. And uh, Annie, I'd like you to come forward and uh, we'd like to thank you for your 10 years of service here in Jefferson Parish. Where's, where's Brenda? Thank you, Council Chairman. Uh, thank you all. Uh, we have about two minutes before we start, so uh, stay tuned. Good morning, everyone. We're going to go ahead and bring this council meeting to order. If everybody would please take their seat. Uh, we'd like to go ahead and uh, welcome you to the Jefferson Parish Council meeting on Wednesday, April 6, 2022. Uh, we're here at the Joseph at Yes Any Yenny Building at 1221 Elmwood Park Boulevard in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana. Uh, we're officially calling this meeting to order. Uh, we have uh, uh, Councilwoman Van Rankin. Uh, was the individual that was having the invocation done this morning. She could not be with us this morning. So we have a video presentation for our guest uh, speaker today. I'm Jennifer Van Branken. I'm so sorry I can't be with you in person this morning. I'm actually doing my civic duty as a juror on a criminal court trial today. So I can't be in person, but I did want to take the time uh, to, to be with you by video to introduce uh, the gentleman who will be leading us in prayer this morning. We each get an opportunity to ask someone to lead the council in prayer as we begin a meeting. And today I've asked Deacon Mike Coney from St. Catherine of Siena Church to lead us in prayer. I asked Deacon Mike to do that for several reasons. One, you know, all of us are balancing so much of an, in our lives. And I read in an article uh, some years ago that when he was balancing being a father and a husband, a lawyer, a deacon, um, he used to pray. And he asked God for wisdom, for knowledge, for discernment, and for sound judgment. And that's something I, I know resonates with me in a leadership role and it's, uh, it's something I think many of us will relate to. So I asked Deacon Mike to be here to lead us in prayer, but also because later in this council meeting, item 14 on the agenda to be exact, we're honoring a member of his family. He has seven children who he and his wife Linda have shaped into wonderful adults, and one of them you probably will know well because his daughter Amy Coney Barrett, of course, is one of the justices on the United States Supreme Court. Uh, item 14 on the agenda will officially honor her as a local Jefferson Parish uh, woman who has, of course, gone on to do so well. And we are renaming a portion of Metairie Avenue as Amy Coney Barrett Court. 
So we're delighted that Deacon Mike could join us this morning for those two special reasons, and I'd invite him now to lead us in prayer. Right, right before we start the prayer, I'd like to yield the mic to Councilman Walker. And Deacon, Deacon Mike... Um... Councilwoman Van Franken had just asked me to personally welcome you here today. We share the same parish church, so thank you for being here. We appreciate all that you do for the parish and for apparently raising some pretty good kids. Uh, it's good to be with you. So let's just pause for a moment and come into the presence of our Creator. We remember especially those citizens of our state and our parish who have suffered and who continue to suffer from the natural disasters that have hit our state and our parish. We give thanks for all the good things of our lives, our families, our health, and the freedoms we have in our country. And we remember the people of Ukraine and pray for peace in our world. We pray that all retain respect for the person, even though our ideas and our opinions may differ from theirs. We ask to fill our council members with wisdom, that they may clearly and carefully discern things best for the common good. Give them a strong sense of justice to balance many competing interests. Help them to be good and faithful servants of those who have chosen them for public office. Give them compassion for those in need and especially give them a dose of patience to deal with all the challenges that a life in public service may bring. Amen. Thank you very much. I'd like to ask uh, Mayor-elect Mr. Glazer, please lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. A Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Mike. <clears throat> Madam Clerk, would you please call the roll? Sir. Chairman Template. Present. Councilman Walker. Present. Councilman Edwards. Present. Councilman Bonanno? Here. Councilman Lee? Here. Councilman Impostata? Present. Parish President Ms. Cynthia Lee Shang? Yes, ma'am. And I have completed the roll. Uh, at first, I'd like to yield. Uh, Councilman Impostata, you have a comment? Sure. Um, two weeks ago in the city of Kenner, uh, District 4, I represent. Uh, roughly two-thirds of the city of Kenner. Uh, The remainder is represented at the parish level by Councilman Lee uh, in District 3. But uh, roughly two weeks ago, we had an election in the city of Kenner that was historic and ushered in uh, two fine gentlemen to help lead the city of Kenner. Um, And at this time, for the first time publicly, our parish council and parish president uh, and the Jefferson Parish government would like to welcome into our halls uh, Chief of Police-elect Keith Conley. And Mayor-elect, and Mayor-elect, current police chief of the city of Kenner, 
uh, Mike Glazer, who following my comments, I'd like to offer uh, to to make a few comments uh, to our council and to the public uh, who is watching this. Um, and first, you know, Con Mr. Conley, Chief Conley uh, is no stranger to this to this room at all, having served uh, almost four years uh, in Mr. Lachute's seat. Um, that might be why it sits a little lower, Steve. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, certainly a man who led this parish at a time of extraordinary difficulty and yet kept the parish moving in the right direction and had some of the finest accomplishments in this parish history under his leadership as the CAO and then served on this side for almost a year as a councilman at large uh, in another time of need in this parish uh, with 69 percent uh, another historic uh, figure in Kenner history with 69 percent of the voters um, voted in his favor and have put their stamp of faith in him to lead the safety of our citizens in the city of Kenner. Uh, with that, on behalf of the Parish Council, uh, we'd like to welcome Chief-Elect, uh, Chief, Chief of Police in the city of Kenner, Keith Conley. Thank you. It's an honor to come back home. Um, literally, I have everybody in this room to thank, from the back door to, to the dais, because uh, my experiences through Jefferson Parish, uh, as well as the city of Kenner, have made me what I am today, given me the experience and and the relationships um, to, to, you know, get elected and, and to lead our, our city uh, and keep it going and, and being one of the safest cities in the state. So I just want to thank everybody. Um, you know, I preach to, to my kids and family members and relationships are everybody. All you have is your word. You treat people like you want to be treated. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think uh, I stand here today as evidence of that. So thank you to everybody um, for being part of it. And uh, I, I just want to say thank you. Keith, real fast, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be able to call you a friend uh, as well as, you know, you helped bring my office up to a, a great level. But as we speak, we're moving everything out of your office into your vehicle right now. So, okay. <laughs> I appreciate right, so. the confidence you had in me during the election. So. <laughs> and, Keith, I want to extend my personal congratulations, too. I think my office is one of the only offices you did not work in in Jefferson Parish. Um, but that, that shows your well-rounded experience and showed you were the right man for the job. And good luck as you move on to your new role in Kenner. Thank you so much. And, and with that, uh, I'd like to welcome uh, a man whose, whose background and history in the city of Kenner is absolutely second to none. Um, and frankly, what we've learned during the course of his campaign is the greatest <laughs> The greatest attributes he has, we've had to discover from other people because he refuses to let us know about them. Uh, but Mike Glazer was a 32-year Kenner, or is still a 32-year uh, Kenner police officer uh, coming through the ranks, following his father's footsteps, his, I believe, grandfather, great-grandfather's footsteps, um, the descendant of Sheriff Clancy, former Sheriff Clancy, then he has served as the chief of police for eight years uh, and led us to be, by many accounts, the safest city in the state of Louisiana uh, with a faster res response time than any of our peers. And um, it's definitely a testament to his leadership. One of the most interesting things, not only was his victory historic, uh, beating a three-time incumbent 76% to 24, which is absolutely unheard of uh, by all accounts, but we usher in a, his, a historical moment in the city of Kenner as his great-great-grandfather, 
Antoine Watney was the first mayor of the city of Kenner uh, in Kenner's history. Um, and uh, so I think there's got to be some sort of a poetic uh, <laughs> uh, moment uh, to that effect. But uh, you will not find a man of more integrity, more commitment and stable leadership. And that 76 percent vote, I think, is a testament to the hope that the citizens of the city of Kenner have as to what will happen over the next four years. Uh, with that, congratulations, our current police chief and soon to be, and mayor elect uh, Mike Glazer. Thank you. First of all, I'd like to thank you all for having me here today to address you. Uh, as you all know, law enforcement was my pretty much whole adult life. I uh, kind of didn't like the way things were going in the city of Kenner, ran for mayor. A lot of people didn't like it, apparently. Now I have to learn the whole other side of administration. I don't come here asking for much as a police chief. But I can guarantee you I'll be coming here asking a lot as mayor. So I will rely on all of y'all for guidance, as along with the new city council. Uh, and really, just want to thank the citizens, citizens of Kenner uh, for this election. And thank y'all once again for uh, welcoming Keith and I here, kind of open the doors for a, a new administration. Thank y'all. And let me, let me just translate. I'd like to translate when Mayor Glazer said guidance. I think he also meant money. So, uh, <laughs> oh, Mike. And, and I must commend him. He were looking at the correct flag, yeah. um, I noticed. That's an inside counter joke. We'll explain it to you all later. And Mike, let me just make a commitment on, on, on our part and my part. Uh, I won't be trying to help you build a burrito levy in Kenner, but we'll, we'll help you find some funds to make Kenner move forward in the right direction. I'm proud to have you on board. Thank you. Anything else? Thank you, Councilor. All right, thank you all. Uh, moving on, uh, I want to say that this last weekend uh, we had one of the first, I want to say, a pause in the park here in Jefferson Parish and, and Park de Famille off of Lafitte LaRose Highway which was a surprising, just a large success. Uh, never expected the turnout, the people to show up for this event, uh, the pets. Uh, if anyone is familiar with Lafitte LaRose Highway, it, it was backed up halfway with vehicles parked on the highway, people trying to get ac access to the park. Uh, great, great event. Uh, looking forward to next year to try to even make it a better event and a compliments to the organization's who put this together, as well as the parish and the administration that helped make it a success. Uh, that being said, Madam President, would you like to address the council? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Honorable council members, um, I'll start my comments today with a big congratulations to Mr. John Patiste, um, who really swept the Grammys. Many of you, many of us didn't know that he actually was born and raised in Jefferson Parish before he moved to Orleans Parish. So he did very, very well winning the album of the year um, and also four other awards for best music video, best score soundtrack, best American roots and best American roots song um, and performance. So um, Jefferson Parish and, and our region did very, very well at the Grammys with um, his 11 nominations, the most by any other artist and, and bringing home all of those Grammys. So congratulations to Mr. Batiste. I'll switch over to the Ida recovery update. Um, yesterday, our team had a very good meeting uh, led by Joe Valiente, an emergency management team meeting, facilitated to um, what we called it was an internal Hurricane Ida after action meeting. Uh, as you know, Hurricane Ida's response was significant. We are still recovering from this. 
uh, storm and the after action meeting was designed to engage all of our directors and all of the people who work this storm operationally um, before, during, and after to identify things that worked well and things that we could we could um, improve upon for this next season and in the future. So I think it was a re really good exercise. We continue um, to to look at those um, actions that we do, and, and those meetings will continue. Mud removal on private property in Lafitte, Barataria is continuing. To date, we have had 248 properties that have been approved and 243 structures that are being assessed for structural demolition. And the right-of-way debris removal in Lower Jefferson in the Lafitte, Barataria area continues. Um, however, the amount of material being brought to the curb has slowed down significantly to less than 1,000 cubic yards per day. The community health assessment, we've moved to the next step of that, uh, our Jefferson Parish Community Health Assessment, which is being led by Chief Administrative Assistant Sarah Babcock. Sarah is hosting four meetings with various health and community partners. I know many of you have been on some of those meetings. Um, this week and next, that each cover different topics of public health to encourage, um, and there will be a report generated after these meetings that we're, we'll be happy to share. Jefferson Parish Emergency Rental Assistance Program. Our Community Development Department is conducting two outreach events in April for our Emergency Rental Assistance Program. The purpose of this, these events is to provide information about the program and allow residents to submit their applications. Jeff Cap will be there to assist residents who are behind on their utility payments. Workforce Connection will be there to provide information about training and job opportunities, and the Louisiana Fair Housing Action Center will participate to provide information about eviction, defense, and fair housing. So the East Bank event is April 9th from 10 to 1 at Bright Playground on Cleary. And the West Bank event is at on um, April 23rd from 10 to 1 at Johnny Jacobs Playground. So our website, www.jeffparish.net, has more information on that. Also, Workforce Connections is partnering with our personnel department to host a Jefferson Parish Government Employment Expo on April 26th from 9 to 1 at the Hilarious Center. Many of our departments are looking, have vacancies and are looking to hire new people. So if you're looking for a job or you're looking for a career change, um, please visit our website to learn more about that. Again, April 26th at the Hilario Center. Uh, we discussed this before and I want to repeat it again. We are very, very concerned about flood risk 2.0. Um, Last week I joined our regional fellow parish presidents through the region um, hosted by Greater New Orleans, Inc. We had a press conference to discuss FEMA's new pricing model, which will greatly affect us in our parish. In Jefferson Parish, we're just about 10% of the state in terms of population. We hold 20% of the flood insurance policies for the state. So we are a very heavily insured parish. Our, consistent, our constituents are going to be um, really feeling the effects of risk rating 2.0. It started on April 1st, um, a reminder that this your policy premium can only go up by 18% a year, but it can repeat year after year after year on that, and obviously um, the price will get very steep very quickly, and our concern as parish presidents, and I know you all have a concern too because you passed a resolution, is that we will become a community of uninsured homeowners. So um, we encourage everyone to learn more about this. We have a coalition for sustainable flood insurance at www.csfi. Info, led by Greater New Orleans, Inc. <clears throat> and if you want to know more about your own policy, because risk goes by the property, um, we encourage you to speak to your insurance agent to see um, what your rate is going to be. The Achievement for Excellence in Financial Reporting Award for the 35th consecutive year, 
The Government Finance Officers Association has awarded this, this certificate um, to Jefferson Parish for its 2020 Annual Comprehensive Financial Report. This is the highest form of recognition in governmental accounting and financial reporting. This award is presented to state and local governments who go beyond the minimum requirements of generally accepted accounting principles. So I'd like to recognize um, the efforts of our staff members in the Accounting and Finance Department, to my left, Finance Director Tim Palmetier, along with Accounting Director Madison Martin and Accounting Operations Manager Cliff Smith. So thank you, Tim, and your team for bringing such a great award to this parish. As our chairman stated, Pause in the Park happened this Saturday at Park Day Familia. It was a huge success. Um, this is the first of what we hope to be many more um, events in the future. We want to thank all of our people who were involved, including our JPAWS team, as well as Blue Tails Pet Rescue and the Drew Pet Foundation. More than 1,000 people attended, and we did get some adoptions um, from this event. And then this week is Jefferson Parish uh, is National Library Week, which highlights the role libraries and library workers play in transforming the lives and strengthening our communities. So if you sign up for a Jefferson Parish Library card, you have access to books, magazines, movies, as well as high-speed high internet, access to the latest computer technology, programs that entertain and educate. I am amazed every time I go look at the digital content at the library of what's available. People would be shocked at the amount of information and resources that are available there, especially if you own a new business, you want to do web design, you want to do video production, you want to learn a new software, new recipes, new language. All of those things are at your fingertips. Um, go to www.jplibrary.net. In recreation, our JPRD soccer team, 10 and 12 boys, are preparing for the 2022 Louisiana Open Cup Tournament on April 23rd and 24th in Lafayette. Jefferson Parish is the defending Louisiana champions in the 12-year-old boys division, so we certainly wish all our players the best of luck. www.jprd.com for all of the programming that we do there. Um, this, uh, the National Epilepsy Foundation Walk, is going to be held at LaSalle Park this Saturday, April 9th at 10 a.m. So we're thrilled that the national organization selected Jefferson Parish this year as a location for this walk. All are invited out to raise awareness for the 54,900 people who have epilepsy in Louisiana. So that website is walktoendepilepsy.org. Also, at um, at La that was at LaSalle Park. At Lafreniere Park, an Easter egg hunt by the Dawn Busters Kiwanis will be held on Saturday, April 16th, 2022 from 2 to 5 p.m. It's $10 for the children to participate. The event will include three age-separated Easter egg hunts, unlimited carousel rides, spacewalks, games, and candy. There'll also be local food trucks, arts and crafts vendor booths from Bonafide, Copeland's Mobile Kitchen, JB Softy Treats, and more. So please come enjoy that Easter egg hunt at Lafreniere Park. And certainly last but not least, we have, and the signs are already up all over our parish, we have a millage renewal for road lighting coming up on the April 30th ballot. This, again, is a renewal. This is not a new tax. Early voting is April 16th through 23rd. The renewal is not to exceed three mills for 10 years, beginning in 2025. This is essential to power and properly maintain 60,000 lights throughout Jefferson Parish. So our public information office has uh, made a video, and I will... Um, have them play that video now on this light road lighting millage renewal. Every time you get behind the wheel of your car at night, you rely on a well-maintained road lighting system to provide a safe driving experience. Now, you will decide whether or not to continue funding this essential system. 
On Saturday, April 30th, 2022, Jefferson Parish voters will decide whether or not to approve an existing millage for the Jefferson Parish Consolidated Road Lighting District. The millage, not to exceed three mills, is the sole source of revenue to power and properly maintain the roughly 60,000 streetlights throughout unincorporated Jefferson Parish and the town of Jean Lafitte. The millage is vital to keep our existing and our future streetlight system operational. Uh, without the millage, we would have no funding to operate or maintain that system. The funding from this millage is used to replace deteriorated wiring and pole systems, which are sometimes 50 years old, and to replace burned out lights. The money is also used to install new lighting systems along major thoroughfares in unincorporated Jefferson Parish. We've recently completed, within the past few years, upgrades along Veterans Highway, along Causeway, uh, along West Esplanade and West Metairie on the East Bank, and then on the West Bank, some areas of Manhattan Boulevard, Cousins, Nicole Boulevard, and we're in the process right now into construction with additional lighting along Jamie and West Tisch with Medical Center Boulevard and Metairie Road and Live Oak all starting construction sometime this summer. The Street Lighting Division strives to improve the parish network by upgrading existing lighting to the current industry standard of LED, which provides more aesthetically pleasing white light while reducing energy and maintenance costs. LED is a lot less expensive to maintain and to power. It's also more aesthetically pleasing. Think of your house and your old light bulbs that had sort of a yellowish tinge to it in your room, and the newer light bulbs that are out today that you buy have more of a white light, it's brighter, it's cleaner, it's crisper. This is not a new tax, but the renewal of an existing millage that has been in place for over 35 years. If approved, the millage will be collected for a period of 10 years beginning in 2025. It is expected to generate approximately $9.3 million per year. Almost half the money raised goes to pay for electricity to operate the system. A quarter of the funds goes to overhead and underground maintenance, while the remaining revenue pays for capital improvements and staff. Adequate street lighting is essential to the motoring public of the parish, and it's also essential for the economic development of the parish as well. It promotes safety for both our residents and visitors alike in our commercial and residential corridors. So how will this renewal impact you? If you own a home valued at $200,000 and you have a homestead exemption on your residence, a three mil renewal means you would pay $37.50 a year for this valuable road lighting system which is only $3.13 per month. So please, remember to vote on Saturday, April 30th, 2022. Early voting is from April 16th through April 23rd. For more information, visit www.jeffparish.net slash millage. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Th thank you very much, very nice. Um, real fast, I just also wanted to mention, Madam President, yesterday, Yourself and myself were in Baton Rouge, and it was considered Coastal Day, uh, and there was some gr great news for the coastal communities here within Jefferson Parish, to where the governor made an announcement with, of 150 million dollars of surplus, surplus dollars, which of that 30 million possibly can go to Lafitte for the title levies, and 6.5 million uh, could go to Grand Isle for rock jetties to protect on the Chenier part of the island. Uh, that, that, that is a great day for Jefferson Parish, yesterday for our coastal communities. 
uh, and just wanted to share that because uh, you and I were there yesterday for the coastal day uh, and were able to spend some time yesterday with you know calling Mayor Kerner, Representative Kerner, you know Senator Connick, and other legislators that are, have to vote on this as it goes through the process. So an, another great day, hopefully, for all coastal communities here in Jefferson Parish. Um, I want to say I think Councilman Walker wanted me to yield the mic. Yes, we have. Um, we're going to suspend the rules, but I think you have something prior to that. Yes, real quick. Um, I, I know uh, Deacon Mike has to get out of here, so I'll try to make this as quick as possible. Madam President, if we could get some clarity and or an explanation perhaps from Mr. Drews about the um, – the sewer and water increase coupled with the CPI hike this year, the consumer price index. I wasn't aware of this until yesterday. And uh, frankly, I think we should have, and I don't know if any other council member got bombarded by emails after people got their water bill. I would have loved to have known about this before yesterday. But um, when we approved the sewer and water rate increase last year to go into effect this year, one of the assumptions in calculating the cost was a 1% CPI increase per year. Well, the CPI went up 6%, 7% this year, which is something that uh, probably hasn't happened as far as anybody can remember. And I know that our caps with our vendors are at 5%, which was probably like we're never going to get to 5% either. But we did hit 7% this year, so a lot of people got their bills. And this was the first full bill, I guess, of 2022 where uh, people noticed that their rates went up considerably. And I tried to explain the best I could, not knowing what I know now, and couldn't fill in the gaps in the increases. And at one point I was called a liar and was said I wasn't being transparent. And if I'm going to be called a liar, I'd rather be something that I did. Um, this was not something that we were privy to or knew about. And if you all knew about this CPI hike going up 7% at any point before yesterday, uh, it's my feeling that it should have been passed along to us so we could deflect some of the criticism that came our way um, when these bills went out. Uh, yes, uh, Councilman. Yeah, my apologies that we didn't send out uh, a notice to y'all. Uh, it's actually codified and has been. Uh, the rate increase every year uh, is tied to the CPI, and obviously as inflation goes up, uh, our costs go up for water, sewer, for them to get materials and supplies. Uh, same thing, of course, with your utility bill. It also covers your garbage collection. Uh, and obviously the fuel costs for the contract to go up. So it's in the contract, actually, that their rates are tied to the CPI. So every year in January, your rates have been going up by the CPI. Now, fortunately, the last 10 years, uh, the average is actually between 1% and 2%. So it's varied between 0 and 2 uh, This year, as you know, was an extraordinary year this past year where it was 7%. Uh, and, of course, it's necessary that, you know, our rates reflect that as well so that we can keep up with those costs. Uh, with regard to uh, the CPI this year uh, and the 1% estimate, uh, what we did was a conservative estimate of how much revenue we would generate over 20 years. So we assumed, based on the past 10 years, it was hovering around 1%. So we estimated at 1% because when we were saying we needed to fund $800 million, say, in water and sewer, in uh, repairs to our system, replacement of our system, we wanted to be conservative because if I had assumed, and, and again, we went on the past 10 years, if we had assumed a higher rate, uh, then I would have uh, theoretically my cost would have gone up. It, it, it's kind of neutral. But uh, if I had assumed a, a higher rate, then I would have been assuming I was going to get a lot more revenue. 
And we didn't anticipate that, obviously. We anticipated over the 20 years it would average about what it was for the last 10 years. So that was really an estimating tool. Uh, but the CPI is absolutely necessary because if I do a rate increase to Im replace our things and then inflation jumps, well, then I'm not going to be replacing stuff. I'm just going to be taking care of inflation. But just so you know, uh, on your water bill, okay, uh, per month, uh, if it was a 1% CPI versus 7%, the difference is $0.89 cents is attributable to that 6% increase in the CPI per month on your water bill for the average residential customer that uses that 6,200 gallons. Uh, for sewer, it's an additional $0.85 cents a month. So that's the CPI difference between a one and a thing. It's not that significant, but again, you got to remember our bills are every we got a two-month bill, okay? So you're seeing 90 cents times two on your water bill for the CPI. You're seeing 85 cents times two on your the sewer portion. You also have your collection, and that went up about a because of the CPI about a dollar. Uh, so that's two dollars extra. Uh, so you know when it comes to your increase in your water and sewer bill, still the bulk of it is your rate increase. So for an, for instance, uh, for your average a water customer. Uh, it was theoretically going to go up $3.08 per month if we had a 1%. It went up $3.97. So like I said, an extra 89 cents. But it is absolutely necessary because I can tell you all our chemical costs for treating water and sewer skyrocketed. Uh, everyone knows that the fuel costs are up. Uh, so it's important that that CPI is there. There's no way for us to have estimated over 20 years. It would have been impractical to say what inflation was. So that was the theory. We keep the CPI to handle inflation. We don't try to guess what's going to happen over the next 20 years. Uh, so hopefully that explains it. Uh, my apologies because we could have at least, you know, warned y'all that, hey, this year it's going to be uh, different and it will affect it, but it's, it's you know, still the rate for water and sewer is what's driving most of the increase. Because, again, if it goes up $3.08 a month for water, it's actually going $6 a month. I mean, $6 on your bill because, again, people tend to forget that it is a two-month bill. And there were some, and that's where my explanation ended because there were still some gaps where I was trying to explain this to people. And there were people, several people who I spoke to that had a 35 40 50 60 dollar increase in their in their utility bill and i couldn't fill that gap because the cpi plus the fee increase doesn't equal that so any idea what else is happening there again it could be an extra volume charge but we'd be happy any customer that has issues you know we just need to get a copy of the bill and we can literally break it down we can say look this was what was due to the cpi this was what was due to the rate but we can also say that look you know, because your volume went up over this month and may be attributing, you know, to that increase. So, I mean, we'd be happy to, like I said, on a case-by-case -case basis, if somebody has a, you know, a question where, look, it seems like it really went up uh, way more than it should have, well, we'll take a look at it. And I think, final bit of clarity, a lot of people had questions about, they thought this was what the fee increase was, or this was what the council approved, or what the millage renewed last year. So I want to make clear that there was a millage renewal that kept funding our water and sewer. Then there was the rate increase. Then there was the CPI hit, which was 7% instead of the usual 1%, which makes it a little bit of sticker shock for some when they don't see that coming. 
Uh, yes. Yeah, so, and again, inflation, that's going to happen every year. It's going to be different. Okay, and it's understandable, and I realize that this year, past year, was an extraordinary year. But again, in the future, if we can find out before everybody gets their water bill or we'll anything, we'll make like it a it, point that uh, sometime in December we should be able to give you approximately what it's going to be. Because uh, you know, by that time, finance has a pretty good grip on what it's going to be. It's not until probably late January when we get the actual final number from uh, from finance, because they've been able to get December as well. They have to take into account all the months. Thank you. Is there any other comments? All right, moving on, we have a motion by Councilman Walker as request from Councilwoman Van Rankin to take item number 14 out of order. All right, is there any, any objection to taking item number 14 out of order on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none so ordered, so Madam Clerk, item number 14. Summary number 25876. Co-naming Metairie Avenue from its intersection with Bonneville Boulevard to its intersection with Helios Avenue in Metairie, Louisiana, as Amy Coney Barrett Court, Metairie, Louisiana, in honor of Amy Coney Barrett, native of Metairie and Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Uh, Councilman Walker, do you want to comment before we start, or? Um, I'll have no comment until it's time to move on so you can do the public hearing. I think, I think, do we have a video on this? I know that was the video we saw earlier. Just that one. Just that, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're, we're going to go ahead and open the public hearing on summary item number 25876. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Rick Hires. Please, please state your name for the records. Rick Hires. Okay. 509 Homo Boulevard, maybe Louisiana. Here to spark a little curiosity, and away we go. Um, with no disrespect to the, to the pastor or, or the father, Miss Barrett intended, um, there's an issue of elevation of a soldier. It was brought up at the formation of this union, and uh, and it's of concern. In other words, there's an indulgence that we that we uh, we partake in when it comes to monuments and 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 so on and so forth. And being a Jeffersonian, I'm in favor of a frugal, frugal government. So I'd hate to have to do something twice. Now, I'm in favor of Ms. Barrett's appointment to the justice. I think she's going to make a wonderful justice. She may actually ascend to the chief justice, for all we know. I believe the two blocks on Metairie Avenue are going to confuse every tourist that I have to direct down Bonneville. Uh, we could do better. She deserves a bigger stretch. Perhaps a, a whole section of a street that is only that name would be better suited. Maybe we could rename all of Bonneville from Bonneville at Metairie Avenue to the boat launch. Or I think that'd be a better choice. So there's any number of ways that we could address that. Address this that I think would be better suited. Ultimately, um, I don't oppose the the idea of naming a street for her at all. I do oppose this indulgence. I think this is premature, and I think she deserves better. Is anyone else? Councilman Walker, your motion on behalf of Councilwoman Van Rankin. Approve. Approve. Is there any objection to approval of summary item number 25876 on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Congratulations to you and your family. Okay? Thank you. That brings us back to the uh, regular agenda. Uh, I hope you at least get the street sign that Jennifer had. She's going to give you one, right? Yeah. We can get you one. Okay. <laughs> uh, Thank you, sir. 
All right. We're now we're at the public portion where people would like to address resolutions that are on the agenda and addendum agenda. You have three minutes for your comments, and please state your name for the record. Al Morella, 4260 East Royal Drive, 5th District, Kenner, 4th District, Gun Incorporated, Jefferson, 50 years. 35, 36, and 37 on the uh, agenda. Uh, 35... Uh, change orders, 51,189.74 increase. Um, that was because of uh, sewer lines, additional sewer lines that had to be repaired. They showed up on the uh, gravity sewer system video. Also, some uh, paneling had to be replaced, proactive instead of reactive. Um, so that's the reason why the $51,000 increase. Uh, once again, I want to thank Mr. Drews uh, for the information. Thirty-six, twenty-two thousand dollar decrease. Uh, Thirty-seven. It appeared on the agenda at the last meeting, but the only thing that wasn't included was the twenty-three additional days. So that's why it appeared again on this agenda, today's agenda. So, uh, but everything else was discussed at the last meeting. Uh, I would like to direct this to you, Councilman Walker, if I could at this time. I know this is just about resolutions, but I want to respond to what just happened with the water bills. None of this would happen if they would put on the water bills the CPI. Why the water bills have increased. If they would give this information to the ratepayers, none of this would happen. As far as people calling you a liar, okay, that's just frustration, people's distrust, and government overall, which is, can, which I understand, but when they have a chance to do something about this distrust, they don't do it. So all they do is just go on the attack, and that's it. So anybody got? Thank you, thank you, Councilman Template. Uh, anybody got any comments, any questions? Thank you. thank you. Please state your name for the record. Frankie Hires, five hundred nine Home Boulevard. <coughs> And we're just going to spark that curiosity and away we go. So you got uh, a few things on here. 31, 32, 34, 49, 52 to 61, and number 12 on the addendum agenda. A lot of my questions with 31, 32 are uh, purchasing this heavy equipment versus leasing. We do a lot of both. It's really hard for anybody to keep track of what you're spending money on when you're doing both. Let's commit to one or the other. Okay, 34, that's a heck of a typo, 800 grand. I, will, I don't expect I was here to oppose that anyway. I probably would have because it doesn't really matter to me whether you're, sp whether you're stealing 88 grand or 888 grand. Be, I'm more insulted by how little y'all get away with some days. I wonder on 39, uh, that's going to be in Kenner on West Metairie, the U-turn lights that we paid for. 53, 52 through 61, uh, y'all have to know I was just going to pose all that on the premise of it being more money to engineers. One of my big concerns on 49 and, and several of the other issues on this is the spending on East versus West Bank with regards to water department, sewage, and drainage. We got an administration asked to administrate for two water departments, two school districts. We're going to have to figure this out. Jefferson said in questions of power, let no more be heard about a confidence in man. 
but bind him down from mischief by the chains of a constitution. Our charter fails, and the result shows up in this agenda every month. The invocation spoke about praying for confidence, praying for y'all. I pray for y'all. I hold great, great hope in all y'all. Again, I plan to vote for y'all because Jefferson also says this. He says that with regards to education, if I find you lacking, if I find them lacking in the enlightenment required exercise of control with a wholesome discretion, the solution isn't to take it from you, but to inform your discretion. So that's what we're going to get to. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Anyone else? Madam Clerk, please note no one else is coming forward. Madam Clerk, that brings us to professional services and item number one. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. It's yes, ma'am. My name is Barbara LaBeouf, 200 Transcontinental, and I'm here about SP 31-20-114 Transcontinental. Ma'am, ma'am, that, that, that's an ordinance. You'll be able to speak on that when that comes up. Okay, thank okay. you. Thank you. All right, Madam Clerk, item number one. A resolution selecting a firm to provide food and related services to citizens in Jefferson Parish shelters during declared emergency events under RFP number 435. Councilman Walker, your selection? DRC Emergency Services. Is there any objection to selection of DRC Emergency Services on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number two. A resolution selecting a person and or firm to provide transit bus stop advertising seating benches for the Department of Transit Administration for an initial contract term of five years with an option to renew the resulting contract for an additional three-year term under RFP 428. Councilman Walker. The highest scored submittal, Vector Media Holding Corporation. Is there any objection to selection of Vector Media Holdings Corporation on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk. A resolution selecting a firm to provide food and related services to the Emergency Operations and Communications Center for Essential Duty Staff during declared emergency events for under, under RFP 434. Councilman Walker. That is Messina's Inc. Is there any objection of selection of Messina's Inc. on motion by Councilman Walker? Second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk. A resolution selecting a firm to provide food and related services for Jefferson Parish field staff during declared emergency events under RFP 433. Councilman Walker, your selection? As also Messina's Inc. Is there any objections to selection of Messina Inc. on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Item number five, ma'am. A resolution selecting a firm and or person to provide bus stop advertising shelters at various bus stop locations and the maintenance of non-advertising shelters in Jefferson Parish-owned non-advertising bus benches in unincorporated areas of Jefferson Parish for an initial contract term of five years with an option to renew the resulting contract for an additional three-year term under RFP 419. Councilman Walker, your selection. Again, the highest scored vector, Media Holding Corporation. 
Is there any objection to the selection of Vector Media Holding Corporation on motion by Councilman Walker? Second by Councilman Templin. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, I have a notation that item number six is going to be deferred. Uh, is there any objection to item number six being deferred by Councilman Walker uh, on behalf of Councilwoman Van Rankin? Hearing none, so ordered. 427. 427-2022. We'll revisit the executive session uh, later in the meeting. Madam Clerk, that brings us to item number seven. Okay, it would be item number eight. I'm sorry, item number eight. I'm sorry, I apologize. Summary number 25853, resublots 23 and 24 square 8 Jefferson Heights subdivision ES20221, deferred from 3922 Council District 2. We're now opening a public hearing on summary item number 25853. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Bonanno. I just want to make note that the original application for this um, particular resub, the applicant indicated they were going to rebuild a 700-square-foot, I'm not rebuild, refurbish a 700-square-foot house on a 50-by-50 lot in R1A. And at that point, they were grandfathered. But subsequent to that, they came back and said they were going to tear it down and rebuild it, which is not something that we can accept in our R1 neighborhood. And that's why you'll notice on this that there's an approval from the planning department. Had the planning department known that they were intended to tear it down and rebuild it, I think you would have saw a denial there. So for that matter, I'm going to move for denial. A denial? All right. Is, it, is there any objection to, to for move to denial on summary item number 25853 on motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Item number nine. Summary number 25882, resub lots 1A and 2B, square N, lots 1 through 4, square M, Metairie Club Gardens, and lot A, square A, Golf View subdivision into lot CD1, Golf View subdivision, and lots 1, 2, and 3A, 16, 17, 18, 20A, 22A, and 24A, Plot 4, Metairie Suburb, Subdivision ES7721, Council District 5. We're now opening the public hearing on summary item number 25882. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Walker on motion for Councilwoman Van Rankin. I move to approve. Is there any objection to approval of summary item number 25882? On motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number 10. Summary number 25883, amending the official zoning map, lots 1A and 2B, square N, and lots 1 through 4, square M, Metairie Club Garden subdivision located at 350, 370, 333, 375 Park Road, Southern Railroad, right-of-way, and Iona Street, more particularly amending the zoning classification from R1B to R1C, EZ821, Council District 5. We're now opening the public hearing on summary item number 25883. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. 
Madam Clerk, no one has appeared. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Is there any objection of approval of summary item number 25883 on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk. Summary number 25885, amending the master plan of a special permitted use for Metairie Park Country Day School with variances to the R1C special permitted use criteria for setbacks at 300 Park Road on Lot A, Square A, Gulf View Subdivision, Lots 1A and 2B, Square N, Metairie Club Garden Subdivision, and Lots 1 through 4, Square M, Metairie Club Garden Subdivision, and Lots 1 to 3A, 16 through 18, 20A, 22A, and 24A, Plot 4, Metairie Suburb Subdivision for Council District 5. We're now opening the public hearing on summary item number 25885. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Walken on motion on behalf of Councilwoman Van Rankin. I move to approve. Uh, is there any objection of approval of summary item number 25885 on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. All right, I have a notation on number 12. Item number 12 is going to be canceled on request by applicant. Uh, is there any objection to cancellation of summary item number 25856 at the request of the applicant on motion by Councilman Walker and second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 13, Madam Clerk. Summary number 25884, approving SP3120, requested variances for Mary J's Seafood Restaurant located at 114 Transcontinental Drive on Lot 9, Square 7, Bridgedale Subdivision, Section A, Council District 2. Uh, we're now opening a public hearing on summary item number 25884. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Please My state name, your name for the record. Russell Hendrick, uh, reside at 2629 Missouri Avenue, Metairie. I have a business, uh, Shortstop Pool Boys at 119 Transcontinental, which is across the street from the, uh, the requested restaurant. Um, I believe competition is a good thing, and I welcome it. Uh, their gas station, their Bonme Pool Boy restaurant is doing great business. Uh, the restaurant is doing so well that I have discovered some of their customers parking in my parking lot and walking across the street uh, to eat. Uh, to be allowed to open another restaurant with inadequate parking uh, will put more parking pressure on the residents and other businesses in the area. Um, with only five parking spots, and I believe it's five, um, one is for a tenant. That leaves four spots for a restaurant, two of which would have to be for employees. I would assume there would be a cook and a server. That leaves two spots for parking for customers. Um, Off-street parking is, uh, is a struggle okay already. So I hope you decline this. Thank you. Thank you. Ma'am, please state your name for the record. My name is Barbara LaBeouf. I live at 200 Transcontinental Drive, and I oppose... SP 3120, the Mary J uh, 
seafood variances. Due to the lack of parking spaces, the parish requires eight for this type of business and only five are available. This morning when I passed there, there were two cars parked in that space and there's nothing operating there right now. I also oppose the buffer requirements um, or, or the proposals, I should say. The required streetscape is 10 feet and they're proposing five. On the north side of the property, which is the backs of the townhouses, the requirement is 10 feet and the proposal is only four. These people are going to have a restaurant in their backyard. So I just request that this be declined. Thank you very much. Thank you, ma'am. Sir? Craig Harris, 509 Homer. This is my neighborhood. I go to both those places. Russell's a little bit more often. They got the best roast beef. Um, there's not parking there for this. It's already a mess. Bummy Boys just creates a mess there. If you're trying to get gas there, it's a mess. If you're trying to get in and out of there, it's a mess. Their whole configuration of the parking lots is a mess. I hold no faith in their ability to fulfill anything they tell you they're going to do. So I oppose it. Thank you. Councilman Bonanno. I'm going to move to defer this matter so I can study it more. But, but I want everybody to understand, this is a dilapidated, deteriorated building sitting in between an apartment complex and a gas station. No one's ever going to buy it. Ma'am, you spoke already. Ma'am, you have spoken already. No one's ever going to build their forever home in this location. So we have to find some use for it. We can't just say nothing can ever go there because this building has fallen down. It's been vacant for quite a while. So to, to, for us to sit here and say, no, there's no solution to it, I want to work with everybody to try to find a solution. For that, I'm going to move to defer it for, uh, to the next East Bank, East Bank meeting. Next East Bank meeting yes. will be May 11th. May 11th. And I'll get with you all and we'll talk about it. Uh, there is a motion to defer summary item number 25884 to May 11, 2022. Is there any objection? Hearing none, so ordered. Motion was made by Banano, second by Councilman Templet. Madam Clerk, that brings us to 14, which we have already handled out of order. Item number 15 with amendments, please. An ordinance amending the 2022 operating budget of Jefferson Parish. And the amendments are as follows. Allocate $170,000 from the Hospital Service District Number 1 lease proceeds to recreation for improvements to the Johnny Jacobs Tennis Courts in the amount of $102,000 and Kennedy Heights Tennis Courts in the amount of $68,000 to provide the citizens of Jefferson Parish access to a sport that provides full body exercise and has significant health benefits. Uh, in Council District 3, allocate $50,000 from Council District 5's off-track betting account for a CEA with the Pontchartrain Shores Civic Association to provide Muscovy Duck Management Services. And that's all of the amendments. Okay, is there any objection to the amendment being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Walker, your motion on, regarding amendments. Move to approve. Is there any objection to the adoption of amendments on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet? 
Hearing none, so ordered. We are now opening the public hearing on summary item number 25886 as amended. Those in favor, please come forward. Those who oppose, please come forward. Right, guys, just here to spark a little curiosity and away we go. So um, I tried to access the budget and it's uh, facing a little bit of roadblocks, so it's not easy for me to uh, address everything specifically. But I do know that with regards to uh, some of these amendments, moving one bit of money from another place, we need to have a bit more clarity on this. Um, when the parish receives $30 million in sewerage and drainage in a grant in a few months uh, previously uh, due to Ida, but then uh, also exercises their authority to increase our water bill when they could just restrain themselves, right? All I'm asking is for a little restraint. Stop yourselves from your, your good intentions. That's all we're talking about here is exercising some restraint. Don't let the good money go chasing after bad. If inflation's up, let's restrain ourselves. Let's try and do less. So with regards to this moving of money around to improve tennis courts, let's restrain ourselves. Let's do less. Because I think we're going to spend a whole lot more doing everything you're going to try and do right now than if we just wait. So I, I'll rise in opposition to both these budgets. Alfred Walker, your motion on. Move to approve. Is there any objection to approval? Summary item number 25886 as amended on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template. That brings us to item 16. I'm not sure. Do we have any amendments for that as well? Yes. yes. With amendments. An ordinance amending the 2022 capital budget of Jefferson Parish. And the amendment is, the proposed amendment would recognize a transfer of $170,000 from the hospital service district number one lease proceeds to recreation for improvements to the Johnny Jacobs tennis courts in the amount of $102,000 and Kennedy Heights tennis courts in the amount of $68,000 to provide the citizens of Jefferson Parish access to a sport that provides full body exercise and has significant health benefits. Council District 3. Is there any objections to the amendments being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, Councilman Walker, what is your motion regarding the amendments? Approved. Is there any objection to the adoption of amendments on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. We're now going to open the public hearing on summary item number 25887 as amended. Uh, if anyone's in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Thank you, Harris. Jeffersonian Republican. We don't spark this curiosity. <laughs> We're going to get old trying. Um, with regards to the budget, and uh, we had some comments about the, the fiscal awards. You realize there's only one fiscal award for this. So the award that, that our finance department, our budgetary department gets, it's the only award available. Every municipality gets it. It's for actually doing what you're supposed to do. Uh, it's not going above and beyond anything. It's the only award they get. They all get it. I checked into it. So it's, it gets a little insulting to have the public restricted to three minutes on our personal issues, but we sit for uh, 20 minutes of propaganda regarding a millage uh, and, and threatened with our own lighting. Meanwhile, I look at some of that lighting, and I see it, a lot of decorative lighting, but I can't get a street light changed on my street. And every time we talk about something that's re related to our street conditions or something that the parish should have purveyance over, we get redirected to the DOTD or, or some other lip service regarding science and traffic engineers. And we keep on hiring more of them. And I'm wondering, when are we going to restrain ourselves? When are we going to address some of the things that this budget's supposed to actually do? Tennis courts? Leave the money in the hospitals. 
you. Councilman Walker, your motion. Approve. Is there any objection to approval of summary item number 25887 as amended on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so approved. I think now that brings us to uh, resolutions and motions from the floor. Yes, sir. Um, would you please call the roll? Councilman Edwards. Yes, sir. A resolution granting permission to St. Cletus Catholic Church to erect temporary signs advertising their parish festival to be held April 29 through May 1, 2022. Is there any objection to the resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so order. We're now going to open public hearing regarding such resolution, resolution being brought from the floor. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Edwards. Moved to approve. Is there any objection to adoption of resolution being brought from the floor on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. Next. Councilman Bonanno. Councilman Lee. Councilman Templet. Do I have any? No, sir. No, okay, there you go. Councilman Walker. I have none. Councilman Impostata. And Ms. Van Rankin had none, so I've completed the roll. Thank you very much. Uh, that brings us to consent agenda number one. Uh, we're going to take item 18 through 49. Uh, is there any objections to the adoption of items 18 through 49, pulling items 29, 35, and 38 on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. That would bring us to item number 29. Madam Clerk. And item 29, I have a notation. It's to be canceled. Canceled, okay. So is there any objection to canceling item number 29? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, 35 then. I need the motion. A motion. I'm sorry. Uh, who would I have make that motion on that one? Councilman Walker. Councilman Walker. Okay, on 39, make a motion. I move. Move to cancel. Okay, is there any objection of canceling item number 39 on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk. And items um, 35 and 38, um, there's a request to defer to 427. Okay. Once again, that would be who would... Okay. I think he canceled 39 instead of 29. 29. On the last one. It was 29. Yeah, we said, said 39. 29 is, is canceled. If you just want to restate the motion. Okay. Canceled. Let's go back to that where we're canceling uh, item number 29 on motion by Walker, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Okay. okay. 35 is you, Byron? Councilman Lee? Yes, 35 and 38. 30, 38. And we're looking to defer, defer, to, defer to what date? April 27th. April 27th. Okay, is there any objection to deferring item number 35 and item number 38 to April 27th? On motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. 
That brings us now to item number 50. Yes, sir. Resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of approved firms established under resolution number 135528 adopted April 8, 2020 for routine engineering services for sewage projects, which services will be required for professional and supplemental services for the improvements to the Destrahan and Eastview lift station. Council District 3. Councilman Lee, your selection? Shred and Kirkendall. Sorry? Shred and Kirkendall. Shred? Shred. Shred. Is there any objection to the selection of Shred and Kirkendall on motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, that brings us consent agenda number two. I'm sorry, we had um, item number 51 needs to be amended. Okay. And Let's bring that up. As, uh, do we, so we, we're going to take item 51 before we do consent agenda. Yes, sir. Okay. So the consent agenda would change from 52 to 95. Yes, sir. Correct. Okay. Correct. Item number 51, ma'am. A resolution approving amendment number one to the agreement between the Parish of Jefferson and the Solution Corporation for Grant Project Management and Program Implementation Services for the Department of Transit Administration, which exercises a two-year extension option and modifies certain items of the scope of work to better meet the needs of the department and approving Stephanie Pulley as a subcontractor of the Solution Corporation. And the amendment corrects the resolution number stated in the third preamble to read resolution number 133826, add section four, which increases the maximum contract amount from $1,080,000 to $1,800,000, add section five, which states the account number that contract costs will be charged to. And that's all of the amendments. And do I have to have an motion by whom? Um, this would be uh, by Councilman Walker. Okay. First of all, I have to ask, does anyone object to the amendment being brought from the floor? Hearing none so ordered, Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Is there any objection of the adoption of item number 51 on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Okay. Hearing none so ordered. Okay, we needed to adopt the amendments first and then okay. adopt the resolution as amended. All right, let's go back to amendments. Councilman Walker on the amendments. Move to approve. Is there any objection to the adoption of amendments on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template, hearing none so ordered? Now, since we have amendments, do we have to open a public hearing on that? Because yes, that sir. wasn't part of the original resolution. Yes, sir. Okay, so at this moment, we'll open uh, public Comments, if anyone is in favor or against on item number 51 on amendments, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Hearing no, none, so ordered. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. All right, we uh, have a motion to approve. Is there any objection of approval of items number 51 with amendments by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Peggy, it makes you feel better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next. Okay. Now, now, consent agenda we go back to? Yes, sir. All right. So, we're, the, the consent agenda number two, which will now be item 52 through 70, let me tell 95, which number 72 can be pulled. Pulled. 
Okay, so is there any objection to the adoptions of items number 52, 52 through 95 minus number 72 on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, we have a notation to cancel number 72. So is there any objection to canceling item number 72 on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. <coughs> so that brings us now, Madam Clerk, to the addendum agenda. Addendum agenda. Item number one. Notice is hereby given by the Jefferson Parish Council acting as the governing authority of road district number one of the parish of Jefferson, state of Louisiana, the district, to construct, pave, surface, or otherwise improve together with the necessary curbing, guttering, aprons, drains, and headers of an undeveloped portion of Maryland Avenue, describing in a general way the improvements contemplated and the manner of payment, therefore, <clears throat> and providing for the hearing of any objections to the proposed improvements in the manner of payment thereof. Now, this is just a public hearing. We take no vote on this portion. So if anyone would like to appear, appear in favor or against, please come forward. Sir, please state your name for the record. I'm Pastor Wade Moody Valencia, pastor of... Uh, the church, Vida Assembly God, on 211 Waldo Street, owner of the um, east side of Maryland. And I just wanted to uh, come before the council, thank each and every one of you, as well as parish president, thank you for all you do for our community. And I also would like to thank uh, the assistant of uh, parish attorney, Nicole Toma, for helping us understand a little better this uh, uh, proposal, and I just want to say uh, we uh, we are in agreement and would love to see the improvement of Maryland Street behind our church. Thank you for your comments. That's all, Madam Clerk. Yes, sir. Next item, please. A resolution selecting persons or firms interested and qualified in providing program management services for SOQ 2218 EAT Fat City Center, a community hub for entrepreneurship, art, and technology, Council District 5. Councilman Walker on behalf of uh, Councilwoman Van Rankin. That is the only qualified applicant to be selected, Reform Real Estate Services. Is there any objection to the selection of Reform Real Estate Services, LOC, the only qualified firm on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number three. A resolution selecting persons and or firms interested and qualified to provide coastal engineering and consulting services on an as-needed basis for miscellaneous projects located throughout the parish. Councilman Walker. All qualified. Is there any objections to selection of all qualified firms on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, this brings us to the end of agenda consent, items number four through 15, uh, and item number 11 will be pulled, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, for an amendment. Is there any objections to the adoption of a addendum agenda items number four through 15, 
pulling item number 11 for an amendment on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none so ordered, that brings us to item number 11 for amendments. Yes, sir. And uh, resolution approving a cooperative endeavor agreement between the parish of Jefferson and the town of Jean Lafitte to provide, and I'm going to read it with the amendments, to provide emergency repairs and restoration efforts due to damage caused by Hurricane Ida at a cost not to exceed $50,000, Council District 1. And then a, there was a whereas that was added, uh, whereas damage caused by Hurricane Ida on August 29, 2021 created significant public safety hazards with regards to the electrical systems in and around the town of Jean Lafitte. And in Section 1, um, the removal of the word uh, electrical from emergency repairs and adding add and restoration efforts. And that's all of the amendments. Is there any objections to this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing, hearing none so ordered. Councilman Edwards? Regarding the amendments. Okay, any objection to adoption of the amendments on motion by Edwards, second by template? Hearing none so ordered. On as a whole? Move to approve the uh, resolution as amended. Is there any objection to adoption of resolution as amended on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none so ordered. I think that brings us to item number 16, Madam Clerk. Yes, sir. Special districts? Yes, sir. A resolution providing for the construction, paving, servicing, or otherwise improving together with the necessary curbing, guttering, aprons, drains, and headers of an undeveloped portion of Maryland Avenue by Road District uh, Number 1 of the Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, Council District 4. Uh, Empastada, Councilman. Is there any objection to adoption? Um, oh, do we have amendments for that one? No? No, sir. Okay, all right, all right. Is there any objection to adoptions uh, on motion by Councilman Impostata, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk. And now we're back to the regular agenda. 97. Yes, sir. And a resolution authorizing a memorandum of understanding between the Jefferson Parish Department of Community Development and the Jefferson Parish Economic Development Commission and Port District to undertake a revolving loan fund using U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, CDBG Entitlement, and CDBG-CV Coronavirus-19 funding and authorizing the parish president of Jefferson Parish or her designee to sign and file said amendments and authorization documents in accordance with the requirements of the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development with other federal, state, and local agencies. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Is there any objection to adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, Madam Clerk, number 98. A resolution authorizing a land swap between Jefferson Parish and East Bank Consolidated Special Service Fire Protection District of Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, of Lot 7 through 9, Square 3, Hesmer Park, Subdivision, bearing Municipal Address 3711, Division Street, 
Metairie for Lot 27A1, Square 27A, Harlem Subdivision, for the continued revitalization of Fat City and for the location of a new fire station, Council District 5. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Is there any objection or motion to approve by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. Um, at this time, we have no new business. Um, I guess we can go ahead and let uh, people willing to come forward and address the council uh, subject matter. There is three minutes. Please state your name for the record, and you do have a card that you need to sign to be able to speak. Thank you, Hires, 509 Homer Boulevard, sparking some curiosity and away we go. So it's been a year, stop sign, that's what we showed up here for, begging the operator of a motor vehicle to exercise some restraint. Turns into a symbol of neglect at a certain point, right? Speaking of which, we never did get a final run for trash in uh, District 5, unincorporated. I finally had to call one in last month because uh, the quality of life folk came out and let me know that you all weren't going to make that run. So if we paid for a final run for trash, we didn't get it. We got $30 million for that rental assistance stuff. I assume that's why we got the program starting for that. You know, if you struggle or if you can't explain how your government is formed, the legislative branch of a government, if you can't explain how it's formed, then you don't have a legitimate one. And if you struggle, if we struggle at all to explain how it's formed, then you don't have a Republican form of one. So for everybody who's an attorney, who actually is an attorney in the room, you've got to ask yourself about Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution that you've sworn to support and defend. Is it just there for rhetoric? You guaranteed a Republican form of government? Is that just rhetorical? Right? If you're going to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and more importantly to our posterity, what does that mean? What is liberty? We're going to get into this over the next year. I'm no longer mad as hell, and I'm certainly ready to take it. I feel like I walk into a room with six-year-olds, and my daughter advises me that I need to treat you all like Montessori six-year-olds, despite whether or not you're qualified. Restraint. Neglect. Ineptitude. You know, somebody got ran down on Metairie Road. Somebody got ran down on Metairie Road waiting for the DOT to approve a crosswalk, and you don't understand the relationship. You might not understand the relationship between reckless driving on a 20-mile-an-hour speed limits neighborhood street on Homa and somebody getting run down on Metairie Road. But I'm pretty sure the person who got run down on Metairie Road, they're thinking that you all might, have, might be exercising a little neglect. There might be some ineptitude. I'm betting we're going to have an executive session based on this very occurrence. I'd prefer not to have one over Homa Boulevard. Thank you, Mr. Template. I appreciate that. We're not going to worry about time because we're going to have the whole year to get through the stuff that I'm going to bring to you all. So I appreciate it. You all have a wonderful time. I missed you even if you didn't miss me. I know you all got out of here a half hour early. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your name for the record. Al Morella, 4260 East Loyola Drive, 5th District, Kenner, 4th District, Gun Incorporated, Jefferson, 50 years. Campaign contributions from the last meeting, 
$59,350. Top five benefactors, Councilman Impostato, Councilman Templet, Paris President Lee Shang, uh, Councilman Walker, and Councilman Lee. Governor John Bell Edwards, I'm demanding your resignation effective immediately. Now, next topic I want to talk about is the city of Kenner, our government in the city of Kenner. It's been my belief for many years that Kenner government has been a puppet government of this parish. And I don't think at any time over the 50 years I've been living in Kenner where it was more evident than the conclusion of this cycle, this election cycle in Kenner, okay? Now, uh, I want to direct this to the parish president, to uh, parish president Lee Shang. You spoke about the catastrophic rate increases coming for flood insurance, and they're coming. Y'all passed a resolution at the last meeting. They just ignore this. They're moving forward. What I suggest is that all parish presidents in this state, the state of Louisiana represents 10% of all the insurance policies written in this country. Now, I suggest that the parish presidents of all 64 parishes lobby Washington, D.C., and our delegation up there and demand, not ask, demand an investigation into that illegal monopoly called the National Flood Insurance Program. And while you had to bring Jim Donlin up there with you, the insurance commissioner, to find out, to answer questions, and he, he can't demand anything, but, you know, uh, he needs to answer some questions by the surrounding parishes about these horror stories concerning these, this uh, homeowner's insurance, the way the people have been treated down here. And by the way, we've lost 8,000 more people in Jefferson Parish than we have gained. And 230 is represented by deaths in this parish. That's quite a large number of people we lost out of here. Calcasieu Parish and Cameron Parish is in the top 10 of all counties in this country and parishes in Louisiana. It's in the top 10 of losing the most people. And if something is not done about this illegal monopoly in Washington, D.C., Jefferson Parish is going to lose a whole lot more because this is going to be the new trail of tears. And I'm sure you all all know what that was. Anybody got any comments, any questions? Thank you. Anyone else? Madam Clerk, please note that no one else has appeared. We're going to have, um, we're going to go ahead and read ordinance and summary. Yes, sir. Okay, so. Resub of lots 26 and 27, square 103, Terrytown, number 6, subdivision. Resub of lots 3C1, 3C2, 3C3, 3C4, and 3C5, Jonathan Davis Plantation. Resub of lot 6A Square 20, Live Oak Manor. Resub of a portion of the Lewis Love Tract, amending the official zoning map of lots 11 through 17, Oakwood Estate Subdivision, located at 121 through 133, Holmes Boulevard, more particularly amending the zoning classification from C1 CPZ PED to GO2, amending this 
the official zoning map of lot W1 square S21 Belt Bridge subdivision located at 607 West Wego Avenue, more particularly amending the zoning classification from C2 to M1. An ordinance submitted under docket number SP4321 approving a requested variance for stadiums and athletic fields of the code of ordinances for the height of a light tower at Archbishop Shaw High School Stadium, a special permitted use previously approved as REC 117, located at 1000 Salesian Lane on lot 6A1 for Zan Track. Amending ordinance number 26143 and waiving the requirements to extend the period of completion for the development approved under docket number CPZ 5716. An ordinance amending section 2886 of the Jefferson Parish Code of Ordinances regarding Council District Improvement Assistance Funds. An ordinance authorizing the incurring of debt to finance a loan to the Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, with Louisiana Local Government Environmental Facilities and Community Development Authority, LCDA, designated as Jefferson Culture and Parks Project, prescribing the form, fixing the details, and providing for the payment thereof entering into certain covenants and agreements in connection with the security and payment of said debt, authorizing and approving the execution of a loan agreement with LCDA. An ordinance revoking and declaring unimproved Lemon Street right-of-way located adjacent to 532 Carrollton Avenue Metairie, no longer needed for any public purpose, and authorizing the sale thereof to the adjacent property owner at 532 Carrollton Avenue for appraised value. An ordinance establishing a speed limit in the Village Green subdivision Harvey and establishing stop signs at certain intersections of said subdivision pursuant to Louisiana Revised Statute 32, colon 41 through 42. An ordinance to adopt millage rates to be extended on the assessor's tax rolls for the Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana for the year 2022 based on the 2022 Jefferson Parish Assessment Roll. An ordinance to amend ordinance number 14796, the pay plan for the classified service of Jefferson Parish, to amend footnote number 13. An ordinance amending the 2022 operating budget of Jefferson Parish. An ordinance amending the 2022 capital budget of Jefferson Parish. And that's all of the items I have to read into summary. All right. Is there any objection to the adoption of ordinances read in the summary on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us now to executive session. Uh, Madam Clerk, can you please read it? Yes, sir. I just get my That'll be item number seven, yes. right? Just got to get there. A resolution authorizing the council to go into executive session to discuss legal matters concerning a workers' compensation claim for Robert Evans, claim number 09G57Y222173. We are now in executive session. Need I need a motion by Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Is there any objection of going into executive session on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none so ordered. All right. We're back from executive session. Uh, we please have quiet, please. Madam Clerk. <coughs> Excuse me. A resolution authorizing a settlement in a workers' compensation claim. <coughs> Need some water, ma'am. 
you have something? They got me <laughs> Have one, Mr. Wolf? Yeah. You finally did a tour. Uh, do you need a shot of whiskey? Is that would that help? All of a sudden. <laughs> a resolution authorizing a settlement in a workers' compensation claim for Sarah Evans, Robert Evans, claim number zero nine. G five seven Y two 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 one seven three. That's it. I oh, got it. Councilman Walker. <laughs> Move to approve. Uh, a motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet to approve executive session. Uh, I guess a resolution or what? Resolution. Resolution. Uh, all uh, any objection? Hearing none. So ordered. Uh, that brings us to the end of our meeting. And look, all of us would like to say we don't have another meeting before that. Uh, say happy Easter and, and everyone enjoy their, their holiday when it gets here. Uh, and any objection on motion by all present council members to adjourn? Hearing none, so ordered. <laughs>